0: Hello and welcome to 21st Century Vitalism, a podcast asking the question, what does it mean to be fully alive in the 21st century? I am your host, Brett Kane, and today joining us to answer that question is nobody. So today is going to be my first go at a solo cast. This is going to be something that is going to end up being Uh, bonus episode for uh, when I launch my Patreon. So I wanted to get my feet wet and see what this space is all about. Can I talk to myself or you for 30 to 40 minutes and make it interesting? And uh, yeah, it's a new skill. So I'm excited to be learning it. I had a guest lined up for today, but um, she's very pregnant. And uh, we're gonna postpone it so she can show up to the best of her ability. I'm really excited for you to hear her wisdom because I I was really excited to chat with her and I'm a little disappointed, but it's out of respect because she's just such an amazing human being. So uh, she'll probably be back sometime in the summer uh, after her baby and we can actually settle into a a productive space together. So the idea with these solo casts is going to be a little bit different every time. Uh, With this one, I really wanted to settle into what the show is. I've never actually had a moment to really talk with you, the listener, uh, about what I'm doing here, who I am, or what my intentions are. So um, today is the 12th, if you're listening to this, on release day, and uh, I'm recording this on the 11th. So May 11th is actually my birthday, so it all kind of lined up to a way where I feel like, I feel pretty comfortable in settling into this new format right now and Uh, thank you for allowing me the space to explore. So what we're going to be talking about today is what is 21st century vitalism? Why are we here? What is what is the thing that we're doing? Um, So before we get started, I just want to encourage you if you do want to support the show, uh, head on over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a review, subscribe over at YouTube, likes on Facebook, Instagram, that's where you're going to stay up to date on all of the happenings of the show. So without further ado, uh, please welcome to the show, me. (laughs) Weird. Um, If you want to kick back, drink some tea, do some stretches, and open your heart, it's my birthday. So yeah, so starting off, I really wanted to get in the clear what this show is. Um, And to be honest, I have been learning it as well. You know, this is my first time doing a podcast. So there's been a lot of development of skills and intention. And it kind of felt like something that was coming through me rather than like, I have this clear set goal. But as I'm doing it, as I'm feeling the the flavor of the kinds of guests that I'm bringing on, I'm starting to like realize, Really, truly, what the opportunity is that we're working with for this platform. And my goal with this is to expand the definition of wellness. So, there's a lot of wellness podcasts out there that talk about, you know, biohacking and diet and food and spirituality. And I really want to have this as a common, strong theme in here. But I think in the 21st century, we have to be a little bit more radical. We have to start really actively dissolving the boundary of self and other. So for me, 21st century vitalism, the idea of being whole and alive and awake in this current paradigm is that we need to start really examining our relationships to the different variables of our external world. We're really at this interesting place on the world stage where your actions do actually have an effect. Even simple things by the brands that you support and the markets that you're engaging with it does have a direct correlation. And I think in order for us to truly understand ourselves, we have to understand our relationships, we have to understand the things that are supporting us and that we're relying on to be stable human beings. And unlike any other time in human history, we have the ability to really research the the effects of our choices. I mean, I know Seaspiracy was a documentary that came out this year that I haven't watched this because I already know the, the fish market is screwed up. But um, you know, we, we have all these resources at our fingertips to really start to actually choose with some intention on how we want to move through the world. So for me, wellness in this day and age without external accountability, I, I think, is falling short. And I think there is something more grounded and practical to having this conversation with yourself in that you, you do start to understand yourself a little bit deeper when you see all of the contributing factors that make you you. So some of the things that I think are really important in navigating in the external world, I'm doing air quotes, you can't see them because my deeper philosophy is that the external and internal are inextricably connected. There's a level of interdependence that I think is really going to be essential and required for us to make this transition into the next um Evolutionary stage. We're really being called to show up in a deeper way. So, some of the things that I think are really important to talk about with the uh, external aspect is things like social justice. You know, we're having a, a massive conversation right now, and there's a lot of things bubbling up from the collective subconscious. Well, For white people, it's more in our subconscious. For uh, other marginalized communities, it's much more of an active thing. But we're really being asked to show up and listen and really put some of the stuff to the test. I think it's really important that when we're met with new information, before we just respond to the the terminology and have a knee-jerk reaction, I think it's really important to try it on. Uh, When somebody says, like, you have privilege— it isn't an opportunity to double down and reinforce what you know but rather to explore it within yourself and if it is something true then it has a grain of energy that you're not having access to. So by acknowledging all this we're taking a deeper inventory into who we are. We have a much more uh baseline level to operate from. You know, nothing is hidden and when something is hidden then it's actually taking away your vitality. So for me, I, I think it's important to welcome uh, the social justice conversations, the idea of understanding like what different neurodivergent thinking is, um, to understand the different ways that people are repressed in our society just based by the, the, the fabric of how our society is. Uh, I think it's important, and I think we have to look beyond the terminology, and we have to even look past like the woke politics that use it to placate us into um, passivity. Um, you know, you see that a lot of the Democratic Party, I want to go beyond that, I want to go to beyond terminology to more fundamental boots on the ground experiences that we all can explore. I think that that is an aspect of vitality and flexibility in this day and age. And it really trains us to be more receptive. And it also kind of dissolves the solidity of our sense of self when you start to see how much of your programming how much of who you are is actually been conditioned into you by all these interlocking systems for me it's an essential part of stepping out of a sense of self into a greater perspective and i think that that is also a huge aspect of what it means to be vital in this day and age. It's all about receptivity and our response ability or our ability to respond to new information. It it really opens you up and invites this sense of spaciousness into your life that I think is the home of compassion and the birthplace of effective and ethical action in the world. So outside of even just social justice, I think this extends to, like I said earlier, like the idea of participating in markets that are ethical. So when you can, when there's alternatives, um, investigate, you know, like the, the chocolate industry is known for its slave labor. Like I said earlier, the fish markets... Um, you know, I just talked with uh, my friend Aurora about tea and like some of the disastrous effects of improper tea farming. And uh, this is a, a thread that I want to keep bringing up because there's so many things that we take for granted as essential and permanent that aren't. Like the fact that I live in Michigan and I can eat a pineapple is, a sense magic. But also there's a whole industry and a whole trade route that goes in there that creates a lot of harm. And whether or not we change our behavior, I think it's just important to take inventory. And I think with that sense of greater awareness, you not only choose a little bit more ethically, but you actually have a deeper appreciation. So there's a sense of vitality that comes from truly honoring the thing that you're imbibing your body with. So with that, I think, again, it's it's making the hidden aspects of our day-to-day life unhidden and I think that there's something within that that is vital for specifically western society because we take so much for granted and we just have all of this uh, expectation that it's always going to be this way but it's not and we have to be able to break the adhesion of that comfort in order to really step into a deeper sense of embodiment and responsibility to the planet You know, so we have fair marks of social justice. We also have the idea of right livelihood. That is something that is so crucial. Plugging into systems that are beneficial and don't cause further harm or suffering to things outside of the immediate view. Finding a job that you not only love, but actually helps and empowers your community is such an important thing. If you're working at a place that you hate, you will not be able to tap into deeper levels of embodiment. It's just as simple as that. And I know that there is accessibility issues that um, make that part of the conversation maybe a little privileged. But I think still in having a deeper understanding of the entire system that you're getting your financial security from, I think it, it's so crucial. And you know, I want to have conversations with a lot of people who have found their own unique ways to navigate this aspect. You know, I really like talking to entrepreneurs and specifically artists because I think artistry as a career is it's just so fascinating because it requires entrepreneurship. It requires this really die-hard connection to creativity that is unshakable for it to be a stable thing, and I think that that is the intersection of so many of these these talking points, you know, if you can live a creative successful life and you know take care of your home and your family and your community i think that that is the peak of human experience so i i will be talking to a lot of artists a lot of musicians a lot of people who are really surrendering to their creative impulse and allowing it to carry them because even in that surrender of like i am an artist i have something to offer it also again it breaks up the adhesion of that uh Security and a solid sense of self, you know, you're relying on a creative muse, which flows through you. And to me, that is, that's where the pedal meets the metal, right? So outside of right livelihood, your relationship to money, how do you view money? It is Money finances is such, it's a part of our personality structure, whether, you know, class is a structure of personality and how do you identify with the the financial hierarchy and whether or not it's good or bad, it's going to be a part of who you are if you're living in the Western world. You know, we're constantly reminded every aspect of our society reminds us, you know, based on our clothing, our car, our housing. Um, the people we spend our times with, the access to good food, you know, like, so I think it's important to like, talk about that. And you know, there we can talk about whether or not money is evil, or capitalism is evil. Um, And I always fluctuate between the two, I'm currently leaning in a way that like, uh, there's no ethical consumption in capitalism sees the means. But uh, again, it's not my main wheelhouse. So I'm not gonna try and convince you of either which way. But I want to talk with people who have relationships to money in a way and really help deepen the conversation around that. Cause I think it is very nuanced and I think there's a lot of variables that often get left off the table, uh, especially in like spiritual communities. I know there's a lot of aversion to it. So that's another aspect of the external world that I think is important to secure early on in order to really have a solid relationship with yourself and to be able to cultivate a sense of aliveness and wholeness. We have to get past that hurdle because it is, it's is—it's inescapable if you're living here um, and choosing to abdicate your uh, commitment towards pursuing it is still a choice. You know? You're still committing to some sort of relationship with it, and I just think it's really important to also place your money in things that are worthwhile you know i think that that's another thing in terms of like let's talk about investments let's talk about energy investments you know these are all very crucial things that i think you can't escape so let's not even try let's dive right into it um In terms of other external things i think like activism you know that's that's an obvious one whether it's through poetry like my friend fable from the episode six i think um whether it's getting involved in politics whether it's uh, talking about environmental justice like i said with the um, social justice that's another branch of that there's a lot of different avenues of activism and i think even if you're not out on the streets with picket signs, I think it's important to hear what people are passionate about and how that passion drives them to be a potent force in the world. I think that that's another one of like the the high watermarks of human expression. Uh, when you invest your liveliness, your, your time and energy into something that's bigger than yourself, I think that that is also you're just really important to this entire dynamic. And there's kind of energetic things within that that are applicable to even pursuing your creative uh, pursuits so uh yeah we're going to be talking about activism we're going to be talking about relationships uh, honestly a lot because i think relationships are one of the most clearest indicators to where you are right now you know how healthy are your relationships how are you able to navigate them communicate um you know, how do you respect yourself in relationships, this is going to be a very strong theme in the show. I mean, your relationships are mirrors, you know, how you let others treat you is how you treat you and how you treat others is how you treat yourself, you know. So this is something that's going to always be coming up. I mean, all this will be. So that's kind of like the external, if you will. And I mean, you can maybe even get a sense of the idea that like when i'm talking about these things as external i mean it really is internal it's your relationship to yourself and how you show up to the world you know that's really it's the boundary that starts to dissolve when you start to do this work and start to investigate this stuff and again very crucial and i really think it should be an important part of any wellness practice Um, But then there's also the internal stuff, which I think is maybe a little bit more graspable for the folks who are looking like, okay, well, what do I do in the day-to-day, moment-to-moment? How do I increase my vitality? How do I become more embodied or step into a greater level of wholeness? So my main thing, my main profession, my day job, if you will, is I'm a massage therapist. So I want to have conversations with other body workers because these are the frontline workers who are really seeing how the body holds tension, how the body processes emotions in a way that's somatic. So for me, I'm gonna have a lot of body workers on. I really wanna have an extended conversation on the importance of body work, of seeing other professionals who are specializing in this. In my opinion, and this also kind of goes into the external thing, I don't think it's radical or ethical for everybody to go have an ayahuasca experience that's just me. I think a lot of people have had that they've gone down to Peru or Brazil and had beautiful, wonderful life changing experiences. And heck, yeah, let's do it. But I think at the scale and rate at which we are needing that kind of work, I don't think ayahuasca is going to be as strong of a boat, frankly, as body work, I think my experience having spent hours and hours, hundreds of hours in the body workspace and working on my business and working with new people, I'm starting to see that we have all the tools that we need right now in order to make the changes that we need to be more sustainable and environmentally focused. But we have to have teachers to be able to walk us through that process. Like the power of your breath. If you haven't listened to my episode with Kate Lewandowski and, um, her partner, Christopher Ray. Um, we talk about breath for an hour, and the power is immense. And that's going to be a topic I go to a lot: is the breath, because it is such a powerful way to enter into a greater sense of awareness. So, body work for me is uh, mind work. You know, so this is something I'm going to constantly be touching up on. Fitness is the extension of body work. It's how you relate to your body post. Uh, session so I do want to talk to a lot of people who are cultivating fitness and really uh, living a healthy lifestyle and I really want to focus on accessibility with that because I know that a lot of folks don't have either the funds their body doesn't look like what they see in fitness magazines so they don't want to participate it's a daunting mountain so I I promise you as host that I will always try and make it accessible to everybody I want to get deep for the people who are already in it and satiate their uh, craving for more information, but I also I, I really want to um, have this be a door rather than a hallway, if that makes sense. I want it to be a door for people who may have been intimidated by a lot of these things to see that it's for them too. Body work, fitness, it's not a privilege; it is a fundamental human right. So I want to talk about it. I want to expand the conversation. I want to invite people on that don't look like everybody who's on TV offering it. I want to really dive deep into the intricacies. And one of the things I think is interesting about all of this is when you focus on the less um, typical, the less, when you focus on, I don't want to say this, what's like the right way to say this, Um, when you focus on cases that aren't as ordinary then i think there's actually deeper um uh, accessibility for the people who have more neurotypical or just body typical things so by understanding more dysfunctional cases dysfunctional in that something needs to be worked out it, it actually gives you greater insight into from the baseline Am I saying this right? Are you understanding? I feel like you probably get it or you're completely lost. That's fine. So what I'm trying to say is I I want to make sure everybody's represented and I want to make sure that everybody has a seat at the table in this conversation and also that, you know, there's greater depth to be found by exploring the nuances and the subtle. Um, So with body work and fitness, uh, interacting with the body. We're going to be talking about food as well. Food. I, I've had a few Ayurvedic counselors on, I want to talk about a lot of different food systems. Maybe not. I mean, yeah, we'll talk about diets. Let's, let's get into that too. But, um, what I think is also really important is talking about mind, um, and not mind simply as personality, but like the greater field of awareness, um, so, we're going to be talking about mindfulness, spirituality. If you haven't heard me say it, I am a mindfulness meditation instructor. I have a teacher, uh, his name's David Nicktern. He studied underneath Chagyam Trumpa Rinpoche. And I think mind is a fundamental thing that we need to really start investigating because it really is the baseline that we do the rest of this work on so for me body work and uh, awareness training is so inter interlocked you can't separate the two I mean the mind is not just a, a condition of the brain it is in your body as well so this is so important spirituality that element of the human experience it doesn't even have to be theistic but there is something that I I I'm pretty confident in saying there's an experience to be had there that enriches and deepens your connection to life yourself your relationships everything that you're going through and yeah it's, it's so important it's so vitally important and vitally you know i think in cultivating a sense of vitality you you need to have that switch in perspective to the grander arc of the entire series of lives and rebirths and that's me kind of getting theistic i guess but yeah spirituality is going to be a, a reoccurring theme it's 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 baked in it, it's foundational for me so um if you want a more purely scientific podcast this might not be it for you um But I think if you open up, and I think if you have a little bit of curiosity, you'll, you'll see that the people I'm bringing on to talk about spirituality, I'm not really into new age fluff too much. And I think it serves a a function and a purpose. And I think it can be a really powerful part of the path. But for me, I really want practical, I want grounded, I want something that 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 works, (laughs) you know, and uh, I have a, a strong detector for things that i have a very specific taste in the kind of teachings and i think if you aren't spiritually inclined give some of those episodes a listen and i think you'll see that i'm talking about a very systematic approach to cultivating a very specific state of mind and heart that is reproducible and it is scientific in that way you know, and that's what I find really interesting is that like the Buddhist studies and practices, uh, the Vedic, yogic stuff, it, it's actually a science. We're not talking about something that you can't experience. They The practices guide you into an experience and then they create a language to talk about it and share. Um, so that's my approach to things is that we're talking about something that is very systematic and um, has been verified over thousands of years. That's the stuff I'm interested in. It's not as much... Uh, stuff that's came up in the past like 40 years or so and you know sells a lot of money it's something that I want time tested so that's my approach to spirituality I hope you you trust me in it um, and sometimes I don't trust myself but you know what that's a part of the thing too I'm definitely willing to be wrong real quick I'm going to take a sip of this kava and uh, then we'll keep on going down the list yum i don't know if you guys have had kava before it's like a root from south america it's really nice it's very social heart opening kind of thing similar to alcohol but it's not an intoxicant so i really suggest it it's good you guys enjoying the solo cast so far yeah i don't know i am talking i'm covering a lot of information i think it's the kava but yeah this is definitely going to be something that i want to continue doing so thanks for giving me the space again So again, talking about uh, the internal side of cultivating vitality and 21st century vitalism, um, the bodywork, fitness, mind, heart development, um, also talking about personality and mindset, our relationship to substances. uh, To be fair, uh, substances have been a huge part of my life. Um, I've kind of left them, you know, I feel like they did their their work in my life. And now I'm kind of moving on to just different practices and approaches. But I I think it's important to really have a conversation a continued conversation. Because right now, uh, we're dealing with a very specific mindset here in America. And I think substance provides a really wonderful opportunity to create cracks in that so that you can see how much of who you are is actually conditioned. That's what substances have done for me, at least. Um, They kind of just showed me to not take myself so seriously and that who I thought I was really wasn't the foundation of my experience. So I think it's important. I think that there's a lot of youth that are experiencing substances without any sort of maps and models to go beyond them. I I think of myself, um, back when I graduated high school, I was participating in a lot of Uh, experimentation and having really profound results, but I didn't have anybody to guide me through it. And I definitely spent a little bit more time there than I think actually needed to be spent. Um, Though I would never take any of it back. But I think it's important for us to have an open air conversation on how to integrate these experiences in a way that doesn't become too self referential to that experience. I I want to invite the the younger version of me, if you will, who was going to music festivals and maybe not being the most responsible, but I was being authentic to my unfolding. But I remember some key figures, typically musicians who were making music that spoke to me in that space that really showed me that that was just one stepping stone. And I I really owe a lot to the people that put out there that there's something greater and something deeper. But you had to actually be able to talk about where people were. If they weren't acknowledging like, yes, psychedelics are a thing, let's get trippy, let's have fun, I, I don't think I would have listened as much. You know, I had to be met where I was and then inched a little bit further. So for me, I think it's going to be important to talk about this. And also there's generations of people who have no context. They still think that acid causes, it stores in your spine and you'll have these flashbacks for the rest of your life and you see dragons. And so I also want to talk to those generations too in that these are, frankly, should be treated as medicines. They, they have functions and potentials to really help you develop a sense of new perspective with yourself which i think is important you know um we're all really fixed in our perspectives and it's really hard to break that um or morph that which is why we have so much division right now so for me i i I do think psychedelics play a role in the current story of america um but to what degree that they play i think is up for question i think I think their influence kind of comes in waves. You know, we saw it in the 60s, and then there was the huge culture shift. Uh, And I think, honestly, around like 2012, maybe it was just me. But that entire span of like 10 years, you know, there was a lot of people in my extended community that were all having these experiences and turning towards the the forebearers, the other ones like the Ramdases and Timothy Leary's and uh, Robert Anton Wilson. And it was really... I mean, for me personally, it was Ramdas that was the one who got me to see beyond it. And I think he was such a profound teacher to me, even though I've never met him, uh, in really giving me a proper view to integrate these things. And I think that's a conversation that needs to constantly be re updated. And I still would advocate uh, young seekers, young people who are riding that psychedelic wave to give Ramdas some of your time uh, because he definitely hit it harder than most people he was one of the the first people in the west to really use it as a spiritual practice and then he saw the downfall and then he 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 changed you know he he adapted to what the new information was and i want to be in line with that you know uh we don't have another ramdas and Terrence mckenna and i mean i think Terrence mckenna got a little caught up in that i don't think he went as far beyond it but i, I want to be an advocate because they were a powerful ally so If that makes you uncomfortable, you skip the episodes that we focus on that. But I think that within those episodes, um, I'm thinking about Psychedelic Warriorship with Sean and Cass, which is an episode I did uh, a little bit back. A lot of stuff comes up. This is really rich opportunity for conversation because it they're powerful experiences. And I think unless you're already really, really established in a practice and you see the benefit of working with your awareness and your body, I think this could be a really great doorway, responsibly with tons of research, um, which is what I want to be able to provide. I want to legitimize it because there is a huge effort being put into pointing that these things are medicines and they serve a very beautiful purpose. But you know, from my perspective, as someone who has kind of moved beyond it, I think it's important to move beyond it. I think, uh, as Alan Watts once said, uh, "Once you get the message, hang up the phone." Now. phones are important, you know, so every now and again, I personally think it's important to, you know, give someone a call. Uh, But the relationship that I have to that is my own. And I think everybody has to navigate their way through those things. But I'm going to talk about it. And I don't want to come at it from an irresponsible way or a way that disrespects them. But you know, I, it's baked into my experience, it really was a strong, strong motivator for me to pursue the world that I'm in now. So I I don't want to throw it aside. You know, Um, it's a part of who I am my story. And I think uh, it's a part of a lot of people's stories. And you know, by not acknowledging it doesn't make it go away. So, and I'm talking about substance even beyond the entheogenic ones like acid and mushrooms and DMT and ayahuasca and peyote. I'm talking about substances like MDMA and ketamine and uh, cocaine for some people. I think it's important that we talk about these things, heroin even. I haven't participated, I don't know what that experience is, but if someone has a grounded conversation about it with me, I'm open to hearing what, what. What is it? I don't think any of these things are evil. I think that they're an important part of who we are in this society. Always, every society since the dawn of time, people have been relating to substances. So I think it's important to talk about it. I mean, coffee, alcohol, cigarettes, lottery, you know, these things all have effects on our biochemistry. And, you know, I just don't think leaving it off the table for sake of like creating a more professional image is how I want to run this show. Um, and I do want to be professional, but I also it's me, you know, so the conversations I have are going to be unique to my specific disposition. And uh, that includes talk about psychedelics, you know, let's talk about our experiences, talk about how they've changed us, talk about the lessons that we've learned. Uh, yeah, that, that's a part of it. You know, it's part of life. And uh, it's as frankly, as important to and this is a Terrence McKenna thing. Uh, But I really think it's true in that psychedelic experience is as human of an experience as giving birth or as dying or falling in love, um, as hitting puberty. Like It is a core (laughs) experience that can be had. And I think specifically for the Western mind, I I frankly think it is a potent uh, tool of dissolving a lot of the neuroses that we have or our identification with the neuroses, but that's something more nuanced. Um, so yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about. We're also going to be talking a lot about like art and music because I think that the creative process is... I mean, it's ripe for everything. It's a microcosm of the macro that is life. So like I said, with the entrepreneurship, I just think, talking about people's art, what inspires them, how they get into their creative headspace, I think you can apply a lot of that stuff even to business, even to relationships. So I like talking to artists. I like talking to people that inspire me. And I've already had a few people on that Like I've been following for like, a decade, you know, and it's been really cool. So whether or not that's just me wanting to talk to people I like or not, I think that there's something at the heart of that human experience that I think I want to keep on touching on. So I'm going to. Um, So that's what we're doing. That's 21st century vitalism. You got all that written down. Um, So my role in this is actually going to be not as teacher, I'm not coming down from the mountain with my Ten Commandments telling you this is how you have vitality. Not my role. I'm going to be honest and upfront with you right now. I'm figuring it out. I still drink loads of coffee. I still, you know, take naps. I I have vitality, but I I could use more. And I've interacted with people who have a radiating energy that I'm like, dang, I am barely on the path. So I want to get that out of the way. I don't want to be postured up as something that I'm not Um I'm not an expert, I'm not a master really in anything, but I am cultivating my own way. You know, I am stepping into body work. I'm stepping into um, training people with med- mindfulness meditation. That's something that I'm starting to get uh, more of a handle on. So my expertise is my experience. Uh, remaining open-hearted, I think, is probably one of my greatest gifts Um, if I'm being honest, in that I genuinely care about everybody that I bring on the show. I really do, and I really believe in their platform, and my commitment to you, the listener, and to my guests is to be the best possible host and just get out of the way and give them the spotlight. So these solo casts are going to be a way for me to vent my own story so that you can get to know me a little bit more, which I feel like will inform why I ask the questions that I ask, and um, yeah, I I may have said it before, but I consider myself a DJ of personalities. Uh, this show is a quilt. It's a tapestry of different perspectives that I think are important. And to get the most out of this show, it, it does take kind of a commitment because you can listen to every individ- your, each individual episode on their own and you'll get something. But I think the more you tune in, the more you feel the depth and the, the width of what i'm bringing to the table i think you're going to start to see a a greater shape emerge underneath it's kind of like in between the spaces of the words is the actual message that i am trying to imbue in the show and really it's coming through my guests um what i'm offering is my open-hearted curiosity um and my genuine appreciation i I would find it really hard to not gas all my guests up, to be honest, because I, I feel strongly. <laughs> I have a lot of love for people. Even if I just meet them, I'm like, I love your platform, and I really just want to highlight it as well as I can. And that's that's where my my loyalty lies, is in representing, helping them represent themselves, and really inspiring you, the listener, to get involved with what they have going on. Because I truly believe everyone I've had so far has been, doing really cool work in the world and i've either known them personally and have seen them grow in amazing ways or i've known them uh, by just watching their platform and uh, taking in their content and i really think everyone i've had on has been super special and informative um so i definitely encourage you to take a look back even like the early episodes i those first 10 episodes i went for broke and i tried to bring on as many dope people right off the bat and um There's definitely, I mean, shifts in quality that I think over time we'll start seeing. But even those first few conversations, there's a lot of really ripe information and wisdom that comes through these people. And that's been the greatest benefit of this show is getting to interact with amazing people. It's the meeting of minds that I'm looking for. This is my path to 21st century vitalism is having these conversations and being able to interact with people that inspire me and to be able to be seen and to be heard and to be there's a sense of validation in that that I think is okay. And convincing myself or learning how to step into that that role has been really, really profound. So that's a little bit of self-disclosure. So that's my role in this. It's going to be to best highlight what my guests are doing in the world and weaving it into this tapestry and saying why it's important you know, the the work that people do, the specialties, it is important to understanding what it means to be human right now. And I, I'm the tapestry weaver, but the warmth that you're going to get from this is going to be from the individual guests. Uh, though there may be some pithy things here and there, I'm not gonna, you know, completely discredit myself or the things that I have to offer. But um, yeah, it's all about the guests, baby. <laughs> um, yeah, so I want to talk a little bit about before we go, I know this is getting a little long, and it's just me talking at you. So I appreciate you listening. If you are still plugged in, what the heck? What's the future of the show? What do we, uh, what do we got planned? So right now, I am in a position. It's my birthday. We're going into summer, and I'm going to be honest with you. I've been working hard. I uh, I do a weekly grind for this show. Um, I don't have any sort of income regarding relating to this. So this has all been passion. This is all running off the fumes of, I want to do this thing. And I still got a lot of that left. But I think I need a break. (laughs) I need to digest um, the past 34 episodes. I really want to get some perspective. So I think I'm going to be taking a hiatus. And I know that that's kind of weird. I don't want that to... Hold on, sorry. I'm just looking at my uh, my clock here, my my calendar. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna be taking a quick hiatus, and that's not to imply that the show is not going how I want. It actually is because we're when we come back from this hiatus, I'm coming back big. I have a lot of stuff planned for you guys. Um, what I'm calling this this segment right now is Chapter One. Um, these past thirty-four episodes, including this one, this has been me really really narrowing down what I want to do with this platform and I am I do have so much inspiration and so much I have a high bar that I'm setting for myself and I think in order to really hit that mark and to be able to give you guys the show that I know I'm capable of producing I think a, a quick hiatus is going to be required to get a lot of materials together I have a lot of things that I'm sitting on right now that I haven't released to you guys yet um and I think when I come back on the i'm just gonna give it the tentative june 16th so it's gonna give me a month i have a lot of things uh that i'm going to be getting done and i don't want to keep you in the dark so you know i'm not gonna like make it a surprise but what we're gonna be looking at here so during this hiatus i'm going to be recording episodes i'm going to be recording a lot of episodes I want to get ahead of the, uh, the release schedule. So the way I've been doing it has been kind of like recording every week, releasing every week, recording. And then I'll schedule my guests out um, months in advance and then I meet with them. I do blocks of 10. So I, I give myself a little bit of space, but I want even more space so that I can not feel the pressure. you know. So if I get five episodes recorded, and then that's five weeks where I have flexibility to really Dive into the next guest. And so that's kind of the main reason why I want to get a hiatus is I want to get ahead of the release schedule. Uh, number two is I'm going to be making a new website. So I recently just worked with a graphic designer. Um, what you see now, this visual aesthetic, I like it a lot. It's got me to where I want to be, but it's not the thing. So I am working on a rebrand. We're going to be looking at a relaunch. Um, we're going to be looking at video access. So I'm going to be getting a camera. And I'm going to be uploading video uh, interviews on YouTube. Uh, We're gonna be looking at a Patreon. So I want to be able to open up the door for people to invest into the show. Um, And I'm going to have a bunch of different rewards. Um, so I guess just a sneak peek into those cause I just want to be honest and upfront with you, I'm going to be doing bonus episodes. So you're going to be finding things like this solo cast, uh, homie casts, which are going to be kind of it, a lot more free flow in nature. I'm just going to be bringing friends on and we're just going to be seeing Wow, sorry, I just straight burped into the mic. Not professional. I'm talking for like an hour, though. So you know what? Cut me some slack. So we're going to be talking about homie casts uh, where we just we just shoot the shit. We just talk and see where the conversation takes us. I'm not going to have as much of an agenda. There's not going to be like something to learn from it. But that's going to be like the, the bonus episodes. Um, I also want to have... Educational episodes where it's me sharing with you some of the things that I've learned along the way. So this will likely be also be a video based thing, but we're gonna be talking in forty minutes to an hour of diving into a specific Buddhist concept that I've studied, or a bodywork modality, or uh, talking about different body systems, um, meditation, um, social dynamics. Um, So we're going to be having an educational um, aspect to this as well, Um, because I really like teaching. I'm realizing that I think I do have an innate sense of like, I want to share information. Uh, We're going to be having an online community. So I want to do probably start off monthly, but then go to weekly uh, meditations. So uh, as a meditation instructor, I want to create an online um, community of people who are all practicing together. Uh, When the time comes uh, this year, I am going to be uh, getting my yoga teacher training. So once I am licensed to do that, then we're going to be having weekly yoga. Um, But we're really going to be taking a lot of the principles that we talk about within the episodes and bringing it into our own experience and making community around it. Other people who want to have more vitality, who want to be more whole and have open-hearted conversations about the things that are going on in their life. I want to have this be a community. I I don't want this to just be me. (laughs) So for me, that's where Patreon is really wonderful because I'm investing energy into this. And for the people who are benefiting from this, I want to be able to allow them to invest in a way so that I can keep doing this, so that I can find a sense of stability with it. It's all about like the right livelihood and relationship to money, you know, and this is me opening up that door to expanding. I mean, it's all about expanding and bringing in new elements and growing and providing more actual value to you. But in order to do that, I need to be able to have it provide value to me in that way. Um, I mean, the passion project aspect is great and passion will always be there, but there also has to be balanced within, I mean, my day job, I, I'm always working. I'm always in the massage space. I'm always doing my thing. And then I do this uh, so far for fun and just for creative expression. But I want it to be all a cohesive thing. So, yeah, I'm going to be having a Patreon community. We're going to be doing practice together. Uh, we're going to bonus episodes. Once I get advertising, I'm going to get ad free episodes. That's the goal. So, this hiatus, I'm going to be working on a website. Hopefully, I can get it done. In time. I've never done a website. There's a every new thing I I have to like learn about first. So I'm just trying to not overwhelm myself. I'm in it for the long haul. I'm in it with you guys. Um, So please don't take this hiatus. as like, oh, he's running out of steam. I'm really not. This is me just reallocating the steam into a more productive and uh, stable way so I can keep doing this. So we're going to be hitting the ground running. Probably I'm thinking June 16th. By then I'm going to have a bunch of episodes recorded and yeah, you're going to be seeing quality go up. You're going to be seeing videos. You're going to be able to see my face. Um, and yeah, we're going to be expanding. Uh, and that that's what we're doing. So I know this is a lot. Thank you guys so much for giving me the opportunity. If you listened to this entire way, I really do appreciate it. And I really do make this show for you. Uh, this has been fun for me. Uh, future solo casts are going to be even funner. We're going to be talking about, gonna um, be telling stories of my path. I mean, I've had a lot of, wild events happen that have really shown me a lot about who i am um current things that i'm learning um yeah and i could probably even open it up to where there's like a QA or have some sort of interaction because i really want to get to know you because if you're listening you're likely on the path to cultivating wholeness within yourself and i'm frankly looking for folks like you uh, this is really a beacon to bring like-minded people together and connect people that may have never thought that they had any sort of relationship you know, so that's what we're doing here. Thank you so much. Uh, This has been a a joy. It's my birthday, like I said, so I really enjoy the space to sink in and take up some take up some of your time. You know, I think it's important to feel safe in doing that. And I encourage you to do the same. You are worthy, you should be respected, and absorbed and appreciated and celebrated. And uh, if anything, I hope that's what you take away from this. So I think that that's it, y'all. Um, I don't think I'll have an episode next week, so I think I'm going to start this this hiatus right after this. and um, keep. This is the perfect time to plug into the social medias because that's when all the new content is going to start getting uh, drip-fed. Uh, the website is 21stcenturyvitalism.com uh stay in touch there i have an email it's 21st century vitalism at gmail.com uh keep an eye out because uh the website will be changing um yeah it's a tentative june 16th i again don't want to put a lot of pressure on myself and i want to make sure that when i come back it's going to be as strong as humanly possible taking all the lessons that i've learned over this past six six months eight months oh my god oh wow time flies right So I'm going to be coming back strong. And I have a load of content for you guys already. I mean, I have so many people scheduled right now that are cream of the crop. And I'm so excited to have a meeting of the minds with them and then share that with all of you. So thank you so, so, so much for listening. It really means a lot. I make the show for you. You are the best. Listener, a guy could ask for. So please be well, treat yourselves well, enjoy this transition into summer. It really is beautiful. It's a little chilly here in Michigan, but overall, it's been great. And uh, love each other, treat each other well. And we will see you June 16th.